What is up, everybody? Oh my god, Welcome Doug's back. Trenches. I am back from vacation. I'm also sicker than a monster truck doing a wheelie. So it's very possible that we'll be on mute for part of this episode while I hack along out. If that happens, feel free to laugh at me, but also I won't be able to respond. So nothing just, I can do about it. Just do my favor and keep both lungs in the body. We'll be okay. I can't promise that. No promises. I had to do that last week though. So I wouldn't I wouldn't be too like don't 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 sweat it too much. Oh, I'm sweating. <laughs> no stopping that. <laughs> but we have week four of college football to review. Unfortunately, I will freely admit on Saturday, I was flying home from vacation. So I didn't see like any of these live. Uh, the only exception to that is the first half of Ole Miss, Alabama. I watched in a bar in the Minneapolis airport. And that's about all I got. That was an Live. ugly first half of football. But I recorded almost everything. And so I watched a whole lot of football and didn't sleep last night. And there's a reason why my sickness has not gotten better. So. <laughs> you suck all that snot back up into your head. <laughs> uh, let's go, baby. That's what college football is all about. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to mute for a second. Yeah, I mean. I've I've talked about it. My schedule's kind of goofy, but I did get to watch some of the later games live or in parts of several other games live. Uh in particular, one that I know, Doug, you're awfully excited about. Uh I got to see the the last drive of that game. Uh I was like, man, this is this is the end of the game. Like I better I better pull it up on my phone so we can see what's going on here. I landed at home. Pulled up my phone like right as soon as we were allowed to. Looked at the ESPN app and I saw the game track show us go across the goal line that last play, like right when we landed. So it was a. Did you, I had did you of, scare everybody on the plane? I had none of the uh, heartache leading up to it, and I had the pure, just awesome. We won. That feels good. Beat a top ten team on the road. Every everything's correct in the world. And, uh, yeah, a lot of changes to the top 25 this week. But we're not looking at those ranking changes just yet. We're talking about the games themselves in this episode because we all made a bunch of picks for how, like, I don't know, a good 20 of these we're going to go. And uh, we'll see how we did. I'm, I'm going to be here testing how I sound because my internet just struggled through that entire monologue. That's cool. That's good. That's a good it, time. Okay, so we sound we sound good for now. All right, no, all right. No, not really, but it's all right. <laughs> you were cutting out when you like said everyone that. thinks oh, they need to. Yeah, everyone thinks they need to do homework, so everyone's on the internet right now. Sounds well, all right. I mean, maybe you need to do homework too. Maybe that's the real answer. <laughs> I don't know. No, Ben can confirm that. I absolutely do not. <sighs> Man, there's like one paper I need to do at this point. Technique only. I don't even remember doing a paper, if I'm being honest. Let's go back over the rules for our pickums here. This is how we kind of talk we about our games. To. We like to we like to make it a competition. No, I guess we don't have to. The we only thing that's really rules every week. If you want to see them, watch this live on Twitch with us, and you can actually pause on that too, or find this episode on YouTube. Look at the screen right now. The rules are on the screen, but we talk about them every week. So, I mean, and if you haven't caught on by now, then. Just we can't help you. you. 
Fair <laughs> enough. But uh, I remember last episode, there appeared to be a math problem that has since been resolved. Uh, it was actually not a math problem. It was a typo on my part from a couple weeks ago. And it's since been resolved. Uh, so Tug and Bug were tied at the top. 51 wins apiece, except Tug had that bonus point from, I don't know, like week two or something at this point. It's been a minute. So it was week, it was week one. I actually had that bonus point. Okay. All right. So Tug's clinging onto the lead for dear life. Uh, Bug <laughs> is going to win. That's how this works. And I might catch up in the regular season. That is usually how this works as well. Uh, and it appears to be following the script, same as always. So that's good. I swear Love it's it. not scripted. We do not script this out. Tug will come in last at the end of this. I will lose by like three games, and Bug will have in made all that ground in bowl season. Yeah, it's just I'm amazing that I'm not in last place season. yet. Right. Yeah. I'm not in last place yet. That's the amazing part in this. Well, let's see if Bug, we can we'll fix see. that. Right, right. We'll see. After this week, starting us off with the ranked versus ranked matchups. Of course, right now we're still using AP and the stats form top 25 polls, which means we had a bunch of great ranked matchups this week. Starting us off, Mercer at Furman. The Southern Conference is wild right now. Furman is probably the only team performing as we all expected them expected. to. Yeah, for real. And they... They put a hurting on Mercer. Yeah, they they absolutely did. I was really hoping the Bears would rise to the occasion here and put together a complete game, but it seems like all of their issues that they've been having all season really, really bared themselves, no pun intended, against Furman in this one. you got to own that. You cannot say no pun intended. What? You, you have to just take <laughs> this ride. That was too good. There's something about these Bears teams, man. They're just not living up to expectations this year. Yeah, you got to stop picking the Bears <laughs> <laughs> for anything. <laughs> Next Fine up, Rhode me. Island at Villanova. I tried to go with the Rams. They seemed pretty impressive earlier, but Villanova, I was shocked at this result. Not going to lie. Yeah, Bug, you called it for the home field advantage, and apparently that was way more of a real thing than I expected down in Villanova. Uh, this, is what I, this is what I get for going with the hometown team. Well, and <clears throat> part of it, too, is I thought Rhode Island had been playing outside of themselves a little bit as well. And if they were going to get exposed, it was going to be against another ranked opponent on the road. No, that's fair. Uh, talk about exposure. <laughs> yeah, who was surprised by this though? Show of hands, anybody? No, nobody on I this mean, podcast. Tell you that. Yeah, so I I called it out. The Colorado team is was or is still very one dimensional offensively. They don't really have a great defense. That being said, I expected this game to be bad, not this bad. I do expect next weekend to be a lot closer, just because neither team has defense. That is probably. Partially true. USC just gave up 28 to Arizona State. I'm I'm not disagreeing <laughs> that Colorado will be able to score more points than this. On, I'm just thinking I'm that still, USC, USC's offense USC. might actually still be more high-powered than Oregon's. Oh, it, that yeah. I'm still taking like a, USC. It like, might end up being like a 77 to 35 game where <laughs> this was 42 to 8. That's So maybe the same, but in like – 
it's a scale. It'll it'll land somewhere. I, it depends where the spread is for me, but depending on the spread, I might take Colorado against the spread. But for our pick them, there's no way I'm not taking SC this week. I think I the bigger thing Colorado against anything next week. Yeah. I think the thing you got to look at too is, you know, everybody, there's a lot of people that don't like Deion Sanders for whatever reason, you know, take your pick. He kind of gives people a lot. I'm not saying that he doesn't, but what gets me is when you look at this, you look at this team, like this week and next week probably have these as losses pretty much everywhere around the country. Everybody's got these as a lot, you know, these two weeks as a loss. If you really want to start trashing Deion Sanders, you got to wait until two to three weeks after this USC game to see how his team recovers because these are going to be the toughest games of the season for him by a long shot. Yep. I'm I'm curious how it's going to work out because that Colorado State game, they were able to win off of emotion, but at the same time, they let a lot of that get in the way, and that's why that game was so close to begin with. The only other thing that I'll add here is all the Shador Sanders Heisman talk can finally end. I'm not saying he's not a good player, and I'm not saying that he didn't it, have it, ma- a major part in them coming back and winning that game against CSU, but it, it it's done. There's, it, there's no conversation to be had anymore. It, it It's not, though, because the Heisman is very much a popularity contest, and Shadur Sanders is still very popular and will be throughout the there's season. There's zero shot he has any real chance of getting the Heisman. So and, there, and, are, there are four quarterbacks ahead of him in the Heisman race yeah, in his no, own that's valid. conference. Yes. I'm just te- <laughs> I, I am that down on what the award actually is that because he's got the name I expect him to somehow be in there. This isn't this isn't the like, MVP in the NFL. It like this is, is. But it's, it's not. Like, You're you have to have the stats to back it up too. And even even if you want to go in the NFL talk about the NFL real quick it still was number one or number two who's getting the award. And it was like margin, you know, thin margins between one and two. And sorry, you're right. It's here. a quarterback award, but you're not correct in that. It's only about the most click driven name that you do still have to have stats. So and, side note, I was going to say side ahead. note, completely off topic, Ben, you were bringing up how this is about how they recover. I'm looking at this at Colorado schedule and I see three more games that they win this year. I do think they hit bowl eligibility with it, but I think they beat Arizona state. I think they beat Stanford and I think they beat Arizona. Uh, I think the rest of those are going to be L's. So it's going to be a tough ride. Uh, but I do see them at six and six based on what I had seen this year. Well, I don't and so, even know if I'm willing to give them those three. I think Arizona State's going to be a toss up at Tempe is never easy for any Pac-12 it, team. It's it not, never but been. but Arizona State has looked like absolute garbage all year. Okay, but they held. They were with USC for three entire quarters of that game. Yeah. Wow. We turned it off. I'm just saying, Colorado's no. not USC. No, and no, I, I agree. To do Arizona State things, it's very possible. It's also very possible the Pac-12 is nuts every fucking year, and Stanford might beat them 42 to nothing yeah. as well. I mean, that's very realistic. I think there are toss-ups, Arizona State, UCLA, Arizona. The only issue is it's at Arizona State and at UCLA. At so Arizona. You, oh, no, is it home versus Arizona? It's home for Arizona. All right, thank you. But God. the Wildcats okay. have been a scrappy team so far this year. Yep. I was going to say, the Wildcats were the one I wasn't as confident in. 
This is the best the Pac-12 has ever been. It's the last year of the Pac-12. It's brutal. What a way to go out. Pac-2, man. <laughs> Pac-2. And they're, they're probably about to have a back-to-back Heisman Trophy winner out of the conference as well. So, like, no, denied. We cannot happen. Will not you don't think – you don't you don't want Caleb Williams to win it back-to-back? No, back? no. Because no, Archie Griffin Archie is the Griffin. only Heisman winner in the trophy's history. For now. So, the only okay. other player that's allowed to get back-to-back Heismans must play for Ohio State. Exactly. Last but not least, we're sticking with the Pac-2, the Tupac. Uh, UCLA went to Utah, and this was a much closer game. You know, we just talked about UCLA taking on Colorado. I'm very interested for if Colorado is going to be able to compete in that one with the way UCLA hung with Utah in this one. Man, a couple I'm of really ha- important points before before I let you lose here, Tug. Yep. Uh, first of all, if we're going to call him the Tupac already. Go ahead and call both of these back-to-back Big Ten, Big 12 battles. And we're, Big Ten is one and one in these two matchups. <laughs> also, Utah has yet to play their QB1, QB2, number one defensive end, number two defensive end, number three defensive end. One of their offensive tackles is out, and one of their wide receivers is out. They're also missing a defensive back your usual starters for this team and they are undefeated against ucla florida uh fucking baylor i mean they like they have one of the strongest schedules anybody could have imagined for utah they're playing fourth string quarterbacks out here and they're beating everybody with a insane defense and an offense who moves when they feel like it this utah (laughs) team ought to be terrifying to everyone in In the the, country in the final in the final season of the Pac-12, do we see a Pac-12 champ- national champion? Because early in the it's, season, it's definitely trending that direction. It, it's definitely trending that direction. And, man, I'm glad you just spoke before me because I had assumed Cam Rising played in this game because even even in the pregame leading up to it, everything was pointing that direction. So, Right. No, you're right. right. U- Utah is scary when he comes back. It might take a week or two for him to get back into rhythm to really see it, but Utah is scary once he gets back. And this is a pretty good UCLA team. They were ranked for a reason. Like there's there is a lot of talent here with UCLA, even though they yep. did lose a couple of pieces to the draft. You gotta realize this is a Chip Kelly team that has been building for several years at this point. They're it's actually they're starting solid. to look like a Chip Kelly team, like a good Chip Kelly team. The only thing they're missing yet is the explosive plays on offense, which will come as the young guys develop. They're starting a couple of true freshmen. But this Utah defense is also terrifyingly good. And right now, the most impressive performances of the weekend that we've covered so far, Oregon, for sure, has got to be up there. Yep. Also, one that we aren't going to talk about because they didn't play a ranked opponent, but oh my gosh, Washington looks like potentially the best team in the country. Like, the Pac-12 is fucking there, great season. <laughs> there's your Heisman frontrunner, in my opinion, at this point in the season is Michael Penix. Place yeah, for Washington, he's, he's not Washington State. Too. I fixed my... <laughs> I can't move the slide. I can't, I can't even respond to that. You're welcome. 
Next up, Ole Miss at Alabama. This is also considered a rivalry by both schools, but it's a ranked versus ranked matchup. So we're talking about it here. And Ole Miss beat them in the first half. Uh, it didn't last. <laughs> no, so I was at this game, and I got to say that Brian Denny did not disappoint. It was a different feeling. Uh, and you could see it right out of right out of halftime. Alabama came out, and they played like they got their ass chewed at halftime, which I'm sure they did. Uh, and it finally started to, throughout that second half, look like the Alabama we expected. They got things moving on the ground. Jalen Milrow started getting some time. And everyone saying that Jalen Miller is the problem obviously has not been looking at that offensive line because that has been the problem. That was what changed in that second half. That's why Alabama wins this game. I honestly don't know if I would be able to play football better with a bite taken out of my ass. Dude, so I'm t- dude, it, it puts you into a new gear. Like, I'm just telling you. And I didn't say bite taken out. They just chewed a little bit, made it a little sore. <laughs> this show's wild. Look, hey, I will. I, I will Alabama eat the here. loss. I will eat the loss on this one for the for the next result. I like the next result. Well, next result is uh, number four Sacramento State headed to number seven Idaho, and the Vandals took care of business. Yeah, I have did. to say, all right, Tug, you took Idaho before I got in make my picks, and then I came in and was like, yes, I need to. I need to stake claim to Sacramento State because I, I actually thought that Bug was going to take Idaho. That's why I, I took Sacramento State. It was like anti-skunk philosophy. Look, I'm pretty uh, sure. Hold on. I'm pretty sure if you game. pick before Bug or I, we're going to default in the FCS matchup unless we definitively know the team. Uh, Doug went this way. I'll go that way. The best player in this matchup was always going to be Idaho receiver Hayden Hatton, and he played like it for sure. And if I'm, I need to go into these FCS ranked versus ranked matchups like legitimately and not trying to anti skunk myself because yeah. I know that you guys don't know what you're talking about. So I'm just gonna. <laughs> I, I went with Sacramento State because they were ranked higher, but I was nervous about it. I like I, I I like Tug taking Idaho because they were the home team because they do have such a great home field advantage with that stadium. I was very nervous about this game. So Doug, I'll be honest. I took Idaho because I heard the praise you were giving them in our previews, and that actually sold me. I'm almost full in on Idaho this year, uh, especially oh, yeah. with the way, especially with the way the rest of the Big Sky has been looking. Um, outside of Montana State, even Montana had a very bad loss this week. Um, I don't know if very bad's the 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 correct word, but they had a bad it loss. Is, it is very bad. Montana does not deserve to be in the top twenty-five, and they dropped yeah, out I, of it, even though they're number thirteen. So, yeah. So, <laughs> I want you to know I do listen to you, and I was very happy taking Idaho, and and your your analysis did not disappoint. No, Idaho. This is the same Idaho team that beat Nevada thirty-three to six. Like, this is a damn good FCS school right now. And they have a really terrifying offense. And yeah. the big sky ought to be scared. I Probably everybody except for Montana State. We'll get to them in a minute. <laughs> Next up, New Hampshire at Delaware. Uh, I did not expect Delaware to put up that much of a fight and actually come out on top, 29-25. Holy smokes. Where'd that come yeah, from? I was I was looking at this. New Hampshire just had a, a dogfight last week too, and then having to go on the road to Delaware. I I thought the Blue Hens might have a little bit going into their 
their direction, and it seems like it was just enough to help them get the win here. Yeah, almost a almost an even matchup, except for the home field advantage, basically with that final score line. I just went for the best player in this one, which I assumed was going to be Dylan Loeb. Uh, we've heaped a lot of praise on him already in the FCS coverage on this show for New Hampshire, but uh, you know, sometimes it takes the whole team. So, so Doug, that analysis <laughs> that didn't let me down previously, it let me down this time. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. <laughs> Well, you didn't listen to me when I talk about the Pac-12 because I have been on the Washington State train for no, fucking No, you have been on the Cam years. Ward train. Actually, that is a great time to bring this up. I've been <laughs> on the Cam Ward train since he was number seven and Incarnate yes. Word. Yes. It. Cam Ward is my guy. He is also the most underrated Heisman candidate in the entire race. He just threw Touchdowns, no picks on the best pass defense in the West with the Mississippi. Holy I made shit. I made first picks this entire week minus the Alabama Ole Miss because I debated it for so long. I'm so I'm not gonna sit here and say this was an anti-skunk pick. I was actually confident in the Beavers. And frankly, it was a good game. This was a uh, maybe they scored Washington State did have a handle on it, but Oregon State tried to come back in this one. Oh, Oregon State fought back with a vengeance. Yeah. A twenty-one to three fourth quarter for Oregon State. <laughs> yeah, just did not have enough in this one. Just did not have enough time. You gotta hate it when that clock runs out, man. <laughs> Meanwhile, yeah, every team in Colorado is hoping it ended earlier. The last couple days, and no, you know who else was hoping Force. the clock ended sooner was uh, Notre Dame. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> I wasn't County. even mad that Ohio State won this game. Honestly, like I'm not a big Notre Dame fan. I I care. A little bit about the picks here, but I wasn't Don't upset even, hold about on. this at all. You just mischaracterized your in, intense hatred for Notre Dame. I'm not even a Notre Dame fan. No, you hate them. <laughs> I do. I do. I hate Notre Dame fans mostly. I um, hate Notre Dame. Fuck the Fighting Irish. They suck every look, year. They're overrated as hell, and they don't deserve to be on the fucking field. That's what I say. And we look, beat them by three on the road. Suck yourselves, Notre Dame. <laughs> With time expiring, they beat them on the road. No, the no, only thing that would have been more wild, the only thing that would have been more wild is if the kick had been blocked and Notre Dame returned it and it was a tie game and went to overtime. Yep. I'm not I'm not even kidding. <clears throat> when Ohio State got the ball, all I could think was I have this gut feeling this is gonna be one of those games. Where both team, where Ohio State's going to run two plays and score. Notre Dame's going to come back out, score, and then Ohio State's going to have the ball again to score. If that didn't happen, but what happened was almost <laughs> as good. They were they reviewed that play way too long, in my opinion. I was like, man, this, they did. this isn't that, that was a, that was a clear touchdown on the no, like no, the, the review, the review wasn't. Yeah, I was going to say the review wasn't for the touchdown. The review it was, the was for the time on the clock. But even all of that, take all that into account. Don't care. This is an instant classic game this is one that oh, you yeah. when, when you talk about a two-minute drive this was it this is the epitome of a two-minute drive now ideally you maybe want to take up all the time and not take 15 plays to do it but the fact that you could run 15 plays in 85 seconds of game clock is absolutely insane and yeah i was actually had- gonna fight you it's not a ultimate two minute drive it's an ultimate minute and 25 second drive. yeah it <laughs> i just that was in 
they were talking about it. I know it didn't have that big flashy play that everyone's looking for from the quarterback. This was Kyle McCord's coming out party. Oh yeah. That that is a confidence builder of a drive, and whoever plays Ohio State next week, uh, I would be scared. Um, it's because- the fighting buys of Open Date University next week for Ohio State. Looking forward uh, to that one. Good. Uh. Um, <laughs> that's even worse for whoever they play the week after. Uh, also, this team is pissed. Uh, they're tired of being disrespected, and that was obvious. Ah, this. This is going to be yeah, this scary was fantastic. moving forward. Look, yeah. Sam Hartman was our guy when he was at Wake Forest. Now he's on the wrong side of everything. <laughs> and so we don't like him as much. Maybe that's oh, I still love fantastic. him. He, I was going to say, also looking fantastic this year. Oh, yeah. He and looks like he's going to be he's going to be in a Hallmark movie as the, you know, the guy that never left home that the, the girl comes home and falls back in love with. Which that's not the joke I was making. I, I just said he looked like a fucking movie star, and then I saw people were making that same joke, except throwing the Hallmark movie star in there. I was like, "Yeah, that's that's right. <laughs> that's, that's more on the money than what I had." <laughs> oh man, he played great actually, and it just wasn't enough because Ohio State's more physical at the line of scrimmage. Uh, maybe it helps that Notre Dame didn't have all the defensive linemen in the game that they wanted to, but. You know, it's it is what it is. Hey, any given Sunday, you got to play with what you're given, man. I I I see Iowa is uh, definitively uh, making a good effort at that 25 points per game. So they scored 41 last yes. week. So they had to even it out this week because exactly. it was way way too way too close to getting where it needed to be, huh? Yeah. Speaking of which, I have something for for us here. Oh, we're going to it. Yes. Uh oh. <laughs> oh no. It, this They're is only going well. to get worse. I don't know who else they score on at this point. Yeah. Uh, I would say they're not going to score on top ten teams. Which yeah. So know, Michigan, Ohio State. They don't play those. So okay, good. That's out. good. Good start. Uh, I I would bet they're going to score some points against like uh, Minnesota, Nebraska, and Wisconsin. So they're probably going to be okay, actually. But yeah, we all picked Penn State in this one for obvious reasons. Thirty-one to nothing, though. I did not expect actually. Why was Iowa, Iowa ranked? Uh, because their defense is so damn good well, all the time. Their defense is good, and they win so mm, many games. Not that good. Uh, well, on the strength of that defense, because it's not the offense. Yeah, (laughs) clearly not good in this one. Another team that was defense (laughs) did not look good as Weber State. (laughs) I really like the shutout surprises me. Real good. Yeah, you get shut out at home, man. Montana State Bobcats forty to nothing over number ten Weber State. Uh, to say there's a gap between the top three <laughs> FCS schools and the rest of them is probably a bit of an understatement at this point in the season. <laughs> really We're is. looking at South Dakota State, North Dakota State, Montana State, and then the field. Everybody else, like the field. That is. I am. This was a, this was a conference match matchup as well, right? Yep. Yes. Yep. I'm very curious how the Missouri Valley is going to fare against North Dakota State and South Dakota State because. Right. 
the Missouri this, uh, Valley, I think, is a lot tighter in terms of talent at the middle of the pack. See, so you say that, but the Weber State well, was no, number no. ten in the country. <laughs> no, 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 no. So, so hear me out here. I just think Montana State is that far ahead of the rest of the Big Sky, whereas I do think the matchups in the Missouri Valley are a lot closer. In other words, I'm saying Montana State should probably be the number one in the country right now. Well, they're definitely not going to unseat South Dakota State, and people were really pissed when people had them voting voting Montana State as number two over North Dakota State. So I it's... mean, evidence. <laughs> I know. I know. Right. I, I If I were putting in a ballot, I would have South Dakota State, Montana State, and then we'll see. <laughs> that's, that's the rest of the top 25. Who the fuck knows? And, Doug, I'm sorry. <laughs> I cut off your joke earlier, but Shelly pushed the next slide to show what your joke about not having all the D linemen was. Oh, it was always the next slide. We're fine. I know. All right. No, it's – uh. so this is, this is Notre Dame with the last – Actually, the last two plays of the game, they only had 10 players on the field. And Marcus Freeman came out today and admitted that he had no idea. And that's just a brutal way to go. So, <laughs> didn't Ohio State have uh, 12 players on the field at one point in this one, too? Or am I am I getting my games mixed up? I was watching this the same time as the Memphis game. And somebody no, got called for 12 men on the field. Early substitution. It wasn't in this scenario, but here's what blows my mind. Here's what you don't see with that three-second mark. Because um, this is right before the last play. Mm-hmm. Notre Dame had just called their last timeout. So not only did right. they go out with 10 players on the play before, not only did they cause the incompletion, they called a timeout and then sent 10 players back out on the field. Who needs the 11th man? Not like he would have you know, sat there at the uh, right side of their defensive line right where Ohio State ran the football. But, you know, yeah. what do I know? It's, yeah, it's clearly a defensive end that's missing, too. Yeah. It, yeah. Oh, dude, it's it's <laughs> obvious. And we still barely got it. So that's great. Yeah, literally ball on the line. Like, you need the nose of the ball, and that ball was laterally on the line. Like, yeah. <laughs> oh, good stuff. So there's nothing else to say. I mean, that's just wow. College football, a, college football, man. Oh, Wild. Man. This, it will, it will go down as one of the greatest finishes to a top 10 matchup ever. Yeah. And up there with other top 10 finishes involving Notre Dame, such as the Bush push and other games that Notre Dame lost because fuck them, they lose all the time. I feel <laughs> Oh, also one of the one of the best finishes to a top ten matchup involving Notre Dame was that time that Alabama beat them like seven hundred and eighteen to nothing in the national championship because they didn't fucking deserve to be there in two thousand twelve. Yeah. Okay. So we're <laughs> we're on the same page. I said it from the beginning. I was like, Notre Dame doesn't deserve to be in this fucking game. They're going to get demolished. Everybody's like, No, no, they won't. It's cold. <laughs> Alabama can't play in the cold. I'm like, Fuck off. Yeah. Alabama's going to kick their fucking asses, and they did. Not quite as much hate in that one as there are in some of these rivalries, though. And we do have a very weird one to start. It's SMU taking on TCU in the iron skillet. And, uh, yeah, we all went TCU, and it, it worked out well for us. The Horned Frogs, baby. <laughs> They're back. Like, T- TCU's just a better team right now. And SMU has been trying to find themselves uh, after losing Tanner Mordecai and, oh, uh, God, was it Rasheed Rice? Uh, yeah. from last year 
Hey, thanks. Uh, TCU doesn't have a good defense, but they have a defense that can handle that. That was, and that's what happened. Like, let's just be real. Also, this is a Power Five team versus a team who bought their way into the Power Five. five. No, they buy their way. They bought their way, and they're going to take none of the benefits of being a Power Five next year. Congrats. For the next nine years. It's a nine-year pay cut for them. Oh, yeah. Yep. Great stuff. Florida State Clemson uh, went to overtime. Oh, my goodness. What a game that was. I can't believe this (laughs) took overtime, though. I know. I know. We all picked Florida State thinking that Clemson just Dude, didn't have this it this year. The skunk. I thought this was the skunk. And then I'd uh, been fine with it. Me too, honestly. <laughs> Would have been a fun like, one to get skunked on. For for Clemson to be back and skunk us on, on it. I mean, in fairness, I'm surprised none of us wanted to take Clemson at home. I got real close. I'm not going to lie. Like, you guys keep giving me shit for being a hater. But, like, I had seen the way Florida State looked last week against Boston College. I got real close. Yeah, but you didn't, so therefore I know. you still are a hater. Hold on. there's, there's an, I make up for that in, in later picks. I'll be That's the hater here. God, what a rare slide. Holy shit. Yeah, I'll be you the know. hater here. This was bullshit. Uh, this game's dumb. <laughs> I hate that it's a rivalry. This game it shouldn't, shouldn't exist. be a rivalry. <laughs> it shouldn't exist. This is a big it's one of those rivalries. rivalries because they both used to be terrible in the SEC East, and like they, this was the this battle was their to see win. who was the worst and who was win the second worst game. in the division. But then Kentucky's actually not that bad right now. Uh, crazily enough, Notre Dame, Duke, or not Notre Dame, North Carolina, Duke, Kansas, and Kentucky are all combined sixteen and zero in football at the moment. All football uh, schools confirmed. Also, Villanova is really good at football. Also, a football school. And, uh, like, I don't understand and, what the problem is. And Xavier's about to get football back. And then Alabama's going to be one of the top-ranked basketball teams in the country going Again. into season yeah. two. Yeah, wait, yeah. they were really good last year. They were, they were a number one seed, weren't they? Yeah, they were a one yeah. seed in the tournament. That is a fact. And and Texas is going to – Texas is back in basketball. That's what we need to start good. saying. <laughs> Good man, can the pigs stop letting me down by three points? No, apparently not. <laughs> this <clears throat> let's be real. We were kind of dumb taking two rivalry matchups, taking the road team. Like the home team was gonna get one of these. I'm not counting, I'm not counting Kentucky Vanderbilt. Forget about that one. But when ranked opponents were involved, <laughs> yeah. right? But like, but Bug, you and I have a very clear weakness, and it is if the pigs are on the slide, we have a propensity to pick the Trust pigs. Trust me, I wanted to, but <laughs> I, I know you did. I couldn't. I couldn't. I thought I Brian knew... Kelly couldn't win a big matchup. I, you know, hey, I'm wrong. Oh, that's just Notre Dame. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> LSU has won something before, haven't they? With Brian Kelly, didn't they win the? Something last year, they lost their big game opener, embarrassingly yeah. so. Right, I knew that, and then they uh, they didn't. Uh, yeah, Brian, Brian, Kelly's, <laughs> Brian Kelly's Brian Kelly's not been it. Uh, but they beat they, they beat, did beat Alabama beat last year. That was it. They beat Alabama yeah, okay. last year okay. in overtime. Yeah, this and one they did got not the... take overtime. Field goal in regulation, 34-31. As time expired to break our hearts. The golden boot resides in Louisiana another year. Shame. 
Pity. For shame. And now for our games of the week. We each pick three every week. It's a good time. Uh, Starts off, Bug. Yeah, as as is well documented, Tug loves senior military academies. So to finish my annoyance of him, I had to take Texas A&M hosting Auburn. And A&M would win this one 27-10. If only Tug would have taken A&M and just admitted how much he loves senior military academies, he, yep. I think he would have gotten a clean sweep on this slide. What, what was Jimbo Fisher doing on the field? In the middle of that one play, you know, like he didn't—he didn't pull Mike Tomlin. He didn't trip the guy. Like he was out of the way, but he was on the field. He was in position to make the tackle. (laughs) And really, it's a problem. He didn't make the tackle. Let's be real. (laughs) So again, I—I picked this game because I expected this to be a game of not so much Auburn winning as much as I expected to be Texas A&M beating themselves because they like to do that. And they did try for a good bit to beat themselves, so it didn't look too bad for me there for a bit. <laughs> Next up, you forgot that Auburn's coach is Hugh Freeze, who also likes to beat himself off. So, yeah, but the last time as they is well got documented, a, they right. Oh. But the which last is, time they got into great. A, the last time Auburn got into a beat off competition, they beat Cal. Which is uh, great when they just fired their last coach for, you know, well, he hanging wasn't out with off. the intern too much. Yeah. Anyway. Different, different, different vices. Yeah, that, that's, that's getting beat off. That's, <laughs> that's a different problem. Anyway, UTSA went to <laughs> Knoxville to take on number 23, Tennessee. And I foolishly thought UTSA just has not been showing us who they are so far this season. This was going to be a rebound for them. They are they were. In the words of the late great Dennis Green, they are who we thought they were. They are not good, and it's kind of depressing. Yeah, and uh, Tug and I picked Tennessee because we're not yep. retards. Oh. <laughs> However, we all dumb. fucked That's up this simple. one, dude. What yeah. is going on with Simo? The slide has begun. The losing the SIU game is derailing their season, and Eastern Kentucky finally remembered how to play football. Oh, I good. mentioned that I was nervous in this one. Uh, and I, I kind of regret not taking Eastern Kentucky, but they've just not looked good until they played a ranked yeah. opponent at home. Well, you got to consider this. So Eastern Kentucky was 0-3, looking to avoid their first 0-4 start since 1978. This is uncharted territory for the Colonels. They also lost to, in week one, they lost to Cincinnati, right? our five school now and has an offense that can score quickly. Not against better defenses, but against, <laughs> you know, against FCS competition, they can score very quickly. And that's something Eastern Kentucky just can't keep up with. That was never a matchup Eastern Kentucky was going to win. The next right. week they play the University of Kentucky, who we've established as a football school now, as 4-0 for good reason. They're, they can out-physical an FCS school like Eastern Kentucky. So the only other game that we really had to go off of for Eastern Kentucky, I mean, Western Carolina came out of nowhere and is good. Yeah. And they beat them 27-24. Who would have thought the Catamounts were going to be good this year? 
There's no way to tell that until they come out, beat Eastern Kentucky 27-24, and then turn around due to to Charleston Southern, what nobody thought was going to happen, considering what Charleston Southern did to Clemson and to William and Mary, like Western Carolina's good. So that was a three-point game. This was also a three-point game, but in the Colonel's favor. Why why I didn't go with Eastern Kentucky here, I'm I'm a little bit ashamed of because we gave Parker McKinney the all-American slot on our FCS yeah. team at quarterback. And I have I lost my faith in him for some reason after he lost three games you know, that we knew he was gonna lose. I look well, we didn't know they'd lose to well Western not Western Carolina, Carolina but, but still. But I looked at it too. Like I, I went through and I was like, Man, you know, there's part of me that's like Simo's gonna rebound here. But Eastern Kentucky, like they're pretty down too. They they weren't able to get it done against Western Carolina, and I'm pretty sure that game was at home too. I'd have to go back and look. So I was yeah. like, I don't I don't know what's going to happen here. I'm going to go with Semo because they played really well, but it looks like uh, yet again they can't close out a game. Yep. All right. Wild. Western but hold on. Carolina go back. Go back. Insane. Doug, what are your thoughts? Where are the good games on this slide? SEMO Eastern Kentucky was a fantastic game. That's the only one. That's kind of what I was thinking, too. Absolutely fantastic game. <laughs> That's all I needed. We'll keep you at the zero there, bud. Yep. <laughs> all right. My games of the week. Sacred Heart at St. Francis to start us off. Sacred Heart did win this one 37-34, and I messed up when I put my logo on this slide. And I'm going oh, no. to own the oh, loss no. because it's my mistake. I legitimately intended to take Sacred Heart. You know, before we started last week, there was a random Sacred Heart logo like right next to my face. I was like, why is this still here? (laughs) I think me on my phone and trying to do stuff and on like the hotel computer in Alaska, it it all got goofed and I, I messed this one up. I will, I'll eat the loss, but I absolutely intended to take Sacred Heart because of Malik Grant at running back. And who won this game for Sacred Heart? It's Malik fucking Grand. <laughs> so <laughs> uh, that's that's on me and having internet problems. Oh but no, <laughs> this this game was so good. I really oh, wow. like this slide so far. Right, right, and you'll continue to. Yeah, like I, mean, I really one. like this. Uh, slide so this far. game was not good, and I. Here, here's my mistake here is I went for rice at USF because of the meme quality of <laughs> hashtag Beatrice. Beatrice. <laughs> uh, instead of going with my gut, which said Western Kentucky and Troy was going to be the much better game. And that was a field goal it game. It was. Yeah. <laughs> it was awesome. And I should have gone with that one. But I went for the I, meme quality. I did like your logic of picking this game, though, because both of these teams have done much better than we all expected. That is true. But we did hashtag Beatrice this week, and I'll I'll say too I for for Rice to come out as as cold we'll say as they did uh, was surprising. Like I get that UCF like or USF rather they just played Rice uh, came out cold and dry. Yeah, they just <laughs> oh god no no they just played That's Alabama. The they played them really well, and Alabama's a better team than Houston to begin with. But I thought Rice having that win last week under their belt was going to elevate them a little bit more, whereas USF, even after playing a great game, they're going to be on their heels a little bit coming off a loss. 
yeah. that was not the case. USF just kept playing like they did, like they were playing Alabama, and Rice is not Alabama, so this is the result. Yeah, I'm very impressed with the Bulls, but also not the game I should have gone for. <laughs> I but I thought it was going to be a good game too. I'm not going to lie to you. I I do think that while this Houston's not involved in this one, this does kind of show how fucking bad Houston is. Uh, and well, who should really I, be surprised? On, it's going to be two or three. One, it's going to be two or three years before they're good again. I got right. bit that's, by that. That's the Houston cycle. <laughs> Next up in my games, Albany at Morgan State. This was another matchup of teams who had overperformed to this point for my expectations coming into the year. And we all picked Albany. I was surprised to see that when it happened. I've been uh, burned by Albany because... twice in this already. Yep. I wasn't doing it again. <laughs> yep. Fair enough. Fair enough. Same, I, same here. I expected somebody to go with Morgan State. Uh, nope. I, well, I wasn't going to do it. So I guess that's where we were all at. And Reese Poffenbarger delivered yet what a again. Name <laughs> in double overtime, twenty-three to seventeen. Albany pulls out the win. The Great Danes are having a hell of a season so far, and Morgan State does look decent. But it is just they are they are this close to being a good team, and Albany is like this close from being a bad team. So that's where you get matchups like this. And just Albany came out a little bit ahead. But double overtime. What a fun game to watch. I'm so glad I got to catch this one. Obviously, after the fact, like I said, I was flying on Saturday. But Hashtag Beatrice. No, I saw it. Hashtag, hashtag Beatrice. Beatrice. <laughs> I love how they got a, a thing of cooked rice for this one, by the way. Just hit the slide. <laughs> Beautiful. Yeah. Beatrice. I don't know why they're called <laughs> like, Beatrice. They forgot the hashtag there. Somebody needs to tell their marketing department that spaces are okay. Not in uh, hashtags, but. Right. You could do hashtag beat hashtag rice. No. no. Hashtag Beatrice. Uh, you've got <laughs> at least. Yeah, you've got. I think you've got two good games here. I say two good games. I've got the first one, uh, the Sacred Hearted St. Francis and Albany at Morgan State. I'll just default any game that goes to overtime. Good game. I can. I can generally most speaking, of the time get behind yeah. that. I, I, <laughs> yeah. I, there we go. <laughs> I'll I take my point. Yeah. I can't think of one time that I, in my immediate head, that Illinois Penn State. <laughs> that game was awesome for the record. <laughs> the, the overtime. Correct answer, the correct answer is that Virginia Tech game where they expanded the sidelines and regulation at 0 0. <laughs> you see Frank Beamer like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted overtime. <laughs> Oh, man. All right, let's bring it to mine. (laughs) All right, Appalachian State at Wyoming. Uh, Look, I was very interested. This is two really, honestly, really good uh, group of five teams this year. Uh, I hate Wyoming. Y'all know this, but I had to pick Wyoming at home. Appalachian State, that's still a big elevation change for them. And actually, that's exactly what happened in this game. Appalachian State was leading the entire game, and then they just got gassed at the end. 
And I can very much attest to the elevation changes affecting you. I was in Denali National Park and got winded stepping out of the truck to take pictures. That's... <laughs> so the Cowboys take this one. Ah, it's a little bittersweet for me, but I'll take the dub here. Yeah, Appalachian State was the better team and uh, fucking home field advantage unlike any other. That's what happens in Larrabee, man. Yep. All right, uh, Sam Houston State at Houston. Look, Sam Houston State, I was giving a nod to their defense here personally, uh, and Houston has looked like utter garbage. That They kind of fixed that. They did not look like utter garbage, and Sam Houston looks like their linebackers were lost this week uh, because that is pretty much everything I've seen out of them that's been really good this year. They're the only team to hold Air Force to under 200 rushing yards in a game. Sam Sam Houston State looked like a team that's making the jump from the FCS to the FBS in this one. Weird. I think in, yeah, I think I think in two years this will be a competitive matchup, but right now it's just not there. Like I said, my uh, actually my... no, because in two years Houston will be good again for another two years. Oh yeah, yeah that's right. That's right. My bad. My bad. But again, I was I was I was thinking Sam Houston State's defense could have helped them stay in this game. Uh, Houston's offense has looked absolutely atrocious this year on on every level. That's where I was bringing this game down to that is not what happened this was an ugly game i'm gonna go ahead and tell you guys you can't give me this game unless you both override me for some reason but i don't think you're going to i I don't know why you'd even bring it up i thought that was a foregone conclusion (laughs) uh eastern washington at uc davis doug you're a big fan of the big sky this year and i'm I'm getting there with you i picked late games because i know you like watching those late games uh so i gave you something to do when you got home um Eastern Washington has been a pleasant surprise all year. UC Davis is also a really good team. I was going to take the hot hand here. Not that UC Davis has been losing, but Eastern Washington has been playing, like you referenced with Rhode Island earlier, Ben, maybe a little outside themselves. And I expect that to continue this week. They did. They pulled out the upset over number 15, UC Davis. Uh, And actually, I think both of these teams, are they still ranked? They should both still be ranked because – Eastern Washington was right on the cusp last week. I know Eastern Washington is number 19. Yep. And UC Davis is number 21. There you go. That's actually why I was leaning towards that is I was picking that because I was like, this should be a ranked matchup. Yeah. Legitimately, I picked UC Davis because they were the home team in this one. Only reason. And (laughs) it went went through my mind. I did that this week and it bit me in the ass. (laughs) I just got to go with like, what I actually think that's that should be my game plan probably might work for me uh, who knows I think Tug got another bonus point here though too uh, as we've already yeah. mentioned for some reason un- unneedingly that Sam Houston State and Houston was not a good game uh, but the other two were so looks like yeah. y'all both have a bonus two bonus points apiece now meanwhile I'm hey, still uh, yeah. riding solely hey. on the strength of my picks <laughs> Doug, Doug, this is where you and I are going to make a big difference in our records over Bug. It's and you say it's a big difference, but we're all separated by one single point in the actual overalls. The bonus points are the only things making that separation. No, no, us. but that's that's where you and I need them. You and I need the bonus points. So with the bonus points, you're sitting at a very nice 69. So nice. that's cool. Nice. <laughs> I'm at 68. Picking everything wrong the rest of the season. And then Bug is at 65. Uh, gotta say, pretty solid week for all of us, honestly. Our best week as a podcast. Appreciate it, boys. Keep I mean, I still work. think, yeah, we're <laughs> we're all pushing that 67% pick rate, which is 
honestly a little insane right now. And we need to start gambling. That's what this means. Nope, nope. That's not what this means. Nope. It, I, if it was, sudden, if look, it was legal in Missouri, I probably would have put a couple, you, couple, you, couple doubloons down on a couple games. You put money on this shit, and all of a sudden, my mind goes to hell, and I can't make a pick. But wait, there's more. There's more. Uh, Got to start with not only are Kansas, North Carolina, Duke, and Kentucky all four and zero. So is Georgia State for, I don't know when the last time they've been 4-0 is. Uh, Might be the first time ever. I actually don't know that. But they received a singular vote in the coaches poll this week. It's their first vote in the coaches poll in school history. Very excited for the Georgia State Panthers. Good stuff. Love to see it. that's, That's huge. But also there were some awesome games that we didn't end up talking about. I want to start with Boise State at San Diego State simply because this was a field goal game, great game, but also the win here means that Boise State now has a winning record against every other school in the Mountain West. They were tied with San Diego State overall in Mountain West play, and now they have the lead over San Diego State. They are the best team in the Mountain West's history for that just definitively period dot. <laughs> can can we ask why Indiana needed four overtimes to beat Akron? What the fuck are they doing over because there? Because the Mac, Indiana. the Mac has beaten a Big Ten school every year for the last four years, and Indiana broke the trend. Let's go, Indiana. <laughs> but why did you need four overtimes? Jesus Christ. Because they don't have Michael Penix anymore. That's why. He's in Washington. He's I mean, like the best really. quarterback in the country. <laughs> Really, that that's that's what it comes down to. We already talked about Western Kentucky and Troy being a fantastic game down in Alabama. And Memphis, I Missouri, have taken just... Western Kentucky with that one, by the way. So almost happy I didn't take it. <laughs> Memphis and Missouri playing in the dome at the America Center in St. Louis. This game ended up being a lot better than I thought it would. There was one point where Mizzou was up two scores, and I was like, if they score here, I'm done. Memphis was able to get the stop. And really, it came down to Mizzou had a couple long explosive plays that Memphis was unable to provide. And Memphis shot themselves in the foot more times than once, really. They they had a pick in the red zone. They had a couple uh, holding penalties that really pushed them back, put them in third and long situations versus third and manageable. I'm really impressed with Memphis in this one. If this team had played against Navy, I would have thought that they had a chance against Missouri, and w- I would have expected this. But this was a pleasant surprise. I got to tell you, I'm taking, I'm going to take it right now before we even put our picks in for next week. I'm taking the Memphis Boise game because I'm very, Ooh. very excited to see that game now. That's going to be a really good game. <laughs> oh yeah. yeah, I have no idea. Who, I have no idea which way I'll pick, but I definitely want, I definitely want that to be one of my games next week. So, getting ahead of it. I do want to say I heard you guys when I was out on vacation that you were surprised I picked Rutgers over Virginia Tech when I did. Uh, The reason I did that is because I realize Virginia Tech and Virginia both suck ass now that there are other (laughs) FBS schools in the state of Virginia. James Madison is better. Liberty is better than both of those. And Old Dominion ain't that far behind. So (laughs) there are too many FBS schools in the state of Virginia for UVA and VT to keep up. And Marshall proved that yet again at Marshall, a seven-point game for the Thundering Herd. 
And look, the other team in West Virginia won two over Texas Tech. I was going to say, is West Virginia good this year? That's why I put this on here. Texas Tech is surprising me for the wrong reasons. West Virginia is surprising me for the right reasons so far this season. Uh, maybe, maybe not firing Neil Brown was the right decision, actually. We'll find out. This is we have a lot of football left to be played. Who knows? What, what uh, is it? Is it panic time for Minnesota yet? Yes. Probably. Especially considering this. Northwestern put up 21 unanswered in the fourth quarter to send it to overtime. And then <laughs> and then won in overtime. Unreal. Unreal. I mean, yeah, in yeah. fairness, I, the grass I, was I probably long. It probably uh it probably played a factor here, you know. It's <laughs> it, it tires you out faster. The grass than was the game. too long to row the boat in. That's what happened. P- PJ <laughs> doesn't Northwestern be... play on turf now too. Is not the best part. Am I wrong? No, they don't. They, they don't. Grass okay. And they grow they long play on grass. still. I, I know. <laughs> I know that was a thing. I didn't know if they had changed it yet. No, I know they've got. This, I know they've got the like stadium be... plans. I didn't know if they changed the turf yet. PJ Fleck might be looking for a new job at the end of the season if this keeps Probably. going the way it is. Probably. New Mexico State at Hawaii. The nightcap was phenomenal. Uh, Hawaii ends up winning on a time expiring field goal, 20 to 17. Unfortunately, our beloved Jerry Kill is not performing as well as we had hoped so far this season, but also. Very fun to watch. So there's a, there's at least that they've they've been in all <laughs> very of them. entertaining games. Yeah, and then FCS games this week: Cornell over Yale. Yale starting zero wow. and two on the year, and a, Yale was the team we thought was the team to beat in the Ivy League. Very fascinating here. Uh, Bryant over Princeton in overtime too. I like Maybe that. Didn't expect anything give, about out sure, of Bryant this year. No, give 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 the Bulldogs some love though. What's what's going no. on in Charleston, Illinois? Because Eastern Illinois, is uh, dude, I'm loving well it. Too. Who's their quarterback? Who's the next NFL quarterback coming out of Eastern Illinois? Yeah, Romy Tomino is <laughs> <laughs> <come, laughs> the new walk-on freshman. <laughs> no, Eastern Illinois is wild, out of nowhere, legitimately winning games this year. Uh, I don't know if they're legitimately good or not, but they're legitimately winning games. Something we couldn't say about them before. So, <laughs> Just saying I picked him last week. Nobody believed me. I still don't believe it, but it happened. <laughs> Tug, why did you do this? I don't know, man. <laughs> the Northern Arizona knocking off Montana after losing the Utah. Oh, yeah. Wild. Oh, yeah. And not even like a one-score happenstance wild turn of events double them up 28 14 like yeah. a legit beating of the grizzlies here lumberjacks are not as bad as everybody thought they were and montana is worse than everybody thought they were literally everybody oh my gosh they're the worst three and one team of all time and you you <laughs> thought western carolina had done some damage you thought that the dolphins put the hurt on the Broncos, that's nothing compared to what Western Carolina did to Charleston Southern. It actually is. It's one more touchdown and one more. Stop it. Stop it. No, It is nothing compared to what Western Carolina did to Charleston Southern. It is nothing. You you don't. (laughs) The Dolphins are nothing. The Dolphins are nothing. Nada. (laughs) 
you don't see the NFL. The Western Carolina Catamounts. The Western Carolina Catamounts are phenomenal. No, no, I'm not denying that. I'm just sitting there going, you don't see what we saw this weekend. On all we'll accounts. Back to that slide a second, though. Accounts. I do want to talk about this. Because we got we to gotta legitimately think about how wild the Southern Conference is this year. Because VMI also just beat Wofford 17-14. There is one team atop the SOCON this year. It is not Samford at the moment. It is Chattanooga, who we thought was going to be a middle-of-the-road team in the SOCON. Then there are three teams tied for second place in the SOCON right now. Uh, VMI, Western Carolina, and Furman. The only team we thought was going to be up there was Furman. Western Carolina, VMI, and Chattanooga – are just good somehow. Uh, I would say Western that. Carolina is more than good. Western Carolina looks like one of the best teams in the country. They beat Samford 30-7. to And Samford's a team everybody thought was going to be good this year. They were phenomenal last year and returning who most people thought was the FCS All-American quarterback in Michael Hires. And... We didn't put them there for a, what looks like a good reason now, but also Western Carolina beat the shit out of them. Charleston Southern is not a bad team. I mean, they took William and Mary to the distance last week easily. It was 15 to 7 final score for the tribe at William and Mary. I mean, Charleston Southern was in, they were, they had the lead on Clemson in the second quarter. They were still in it in the third quarter at Clemson. Like, oh my gosh, the the catamounts are. I I I don't even know what to say. Like this is unreal out of Western Carolina so far this season. I have no idea how far it's going to go, but this is like fascinating to me. I right, <laughs> just wow, the SoCon is a, a wild place this year. That's where we're at. Let's uh let's move on. Let's move into the future, April twenty fifth through twenty seventh in Detroit, and let's Gross. see who Detroit Rock City baby. Let's see who we got. We're looking at who's going to get drafted this year. Potentially, um, probably not Devin Leary. Yeah, oh, no. <laughs> I his numbers were not great going into this. He had almost right. tied his. He had three interceptions already, mm-hmm. uh, compared to four all season last year, and. Uh, yeah. Ugh. So here's here's the reason why I had him on, and I wish I were able to speak to why I had him listed here, but I remember what he did in 2021 with NC State and just how damn good that offense ran with Devin Leary at the helm Oh yeah, and how efficient that offense was and how physical it was and how good Devin Leary looked, how comfortable he looked throwing the football. Now he's at Kentucky – replacing second-round quarterback Will Levis, the same system that potentially could get him into the second-round conversation. Who knows, right? It's that same scheme still, the same pieces around him. Let's see if we can see those traits and see a competitive quarterback looking comfortable in a pro-style offense with a very physical team around him. Maybe not the best route-running team or whatever, but if you can – play quarterback well, it's going to show anyway, right? The way Will Levis did. And 
we just aren't seeing the same guy. What I am concerned happened is that the injury that knocked him out in 2022 is lingering and probably will affect him going forward. Just he's not going to be the same football player is what I expect has happened here because Devin Leary used to look like a quarterback I could have seen going the first round when he was a true junior, uh, probably a redshirt sophomore. Like it's, it's heartbreaking how far he's fallen off after how good he looked a few years ago. But on the plus side, after being injured last year with the COVID rule, with other rules, he could play a seventh year in college. I mean, why not? Right. Forget Definitely. he needs he needs it, to improve this year and he needs to have a good year next year and then get that seventh year to be able to really, you know, improve his stock. And we got and then get, get nine in, years. Get into the combined XFL USFL, whatever that's gonna be called. <laughs> Man, don't for like three years, and then he can the, be a practice squad quarterback for the Bears, probably. The Facebook groups are Oof. ridiculous. Yeah, hopefully they just fucking put in Tyson Bajant. That's a different discussion. <laughs> I would love to see it, honestly. I would love to see it too. I mean, if you're not gonna use the guy right, yeah, just change quarterback. Then <laughs> uh, defensive side of the ball, I went with one of those linebackers for Sam Houston that we have been talking about. Trevor Williams was the team MVP this year, the, I think, third-time captain coming into the season, all around recognized as the heart and soul of this defense. And he racked up 11 tackles. It looked like he was about the only one who knew where to be on the field at tops this game uh, against Houston, which is good for him, not good for Sam Houston. That's why (laughs) Houston uh, beat them by a lot. But this is one of the... I believe three linebackers that Sam Houston redshirted in their senior season in 2022 so that they could play their first year in the FBS together. And it's really awesome to see. I love that story. Mostly wanted to pick Trevor Williams for that storyline. Uh, but also he he actually individually played pretty well against Houston, I thought, watching him. Uh, I don't know if that'll actually help his NFL draft stock coming in as a five foot nine. 210-pound linebacker. Can we? Uh, but if we can see a hybrid uh, pass coverage, maybe in the box, kind of a safety role, there, there could be a position for him somewhere. Needs to work on his pass coverage if he wants to do that. But you Can know, we talk tackler, about how consistent <laughs> he is across the board at tackling between solo and assists? Like, he's almost dead even the entire time. He's on the ball. That's yeah. always a good thing from a linebacker. I figured the the redshirt. I figured the redshirt storyline was part of why you took him here, and yeah, I love it too. Sticking with a program that you helped elevate to that point that you won a national championship with, I I love that he he did that. He look they were they ineligible for the playoffs or for the conference or something last year. They were ineligible for everything last year because they were allowed to go over the scholarship limit for the FCS. So that's right. There's legitimate so. reason for it when you're still in the FCS going up. When you're already FBS, though, that's when it starts. Like to they're not eligible for anything this year. Not that they right. were going for anything this year, but they're definitely ineligible this year. Well, yeah, they're also zero and three or something. So, yeah. <laughs> yep. And this ain't a James Madison story, but 
Trevor, Trevor Williams is a fun football player. And if nothing else, maybe we'll get to see him on the Houston Roughnecks and will be one of my favorite players in that league. Fair. Whatever it ends up being called. Right. I'm all right with it. It's, oh, man. It's, it's so interesting. And, you know, I don't I don't want to spend a ton of time talking about it, but the the rumors and the speculation on the multiple different groups and things that I'm in is just off the wall. The USFL deleted their Discord entirely, which I think they should have done before the season even started this year, if you remember all the drama that was going on with that. I, from a quick summary that I think is accurate, it's not going to be 16 teams. They're going to cut it down to 12. Uh, and it would appear that any team that has a set stadium deal is safe. Memphis, Al, uh, Birmingham, and then likely Canton from the USFL, not Pittsburgh, or uh, who was the other team they hosted? I don't even remember. Detroit, potentially. So you've got four that are pretty solid already in the USFL. From the XFL, the only team that's looking to move is Vegas. It looks like they're probably out. I'm curious to see how everything is going to shake out past that. And that's where things are going to get interesting. It's a great opportunity for a lot of these players, FCS level or lower end FBS players. It's something to keep an eye on. It's something we'll probably bring up at least, you know, something probably something like this at the end of the episodes going forward because we like talking about it and we like doing that in the off season. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm excited to see what happens to it for sure. Ah, it's gonna it's be been, real fun. It's been the most fun I, pro football I've seen in a long time. So and I, I think St. Louis is secure. There's there's a lot of other conversations that just going into the XFL side. There's a lot of other conversations. A lot of USFL fans are not super high on the idea of keeping any real association with the XFL. But the fact of the matter is the XFL rules, in my opinion, are 100% more fun than the USFL rules. I do kind of like how the USFL still has the one point kick, but they do have a two and I believe a three point option. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I, yeah, it's, it's kind of. Has a deal with the NFL, don't they? A very loose. Yes, but the the USFL has the Fox money, right? It's, and the there's, no, there's no, I, underst- I understand what's coming anyway, in there, but so. what I'm saying is the NFL's the NFL's partnership with it was to test rules out. So what I would expect is exactly what you were just leading into. You keep the USFL TV money, but you keep the XFL rules. Yeah, and you the keep rest that, you keep all of those partnerships in place. That that is a true merger that is beneficial for both sides. And I think it's great that we're actually seeing that versus you know eminent domain and let's dominate one versus the other, right? Well, neither of them were that much ahead of the other to be able to just know the USFL made money this year. That's a that's a big deal. But but was it that much money? Like that's the thing is you would. Need it's to more than out. the XFL losing money, right? Right. I get. I yeah. One dollar is more than negative hundred dollars. I understand the USFL <laughs> did better. That's not what I'm saying. That was not the point. Well, right, and that's <laughs> that's where that's where a lot of people are. That's where a lot of people are at too. They're like, "Look, we, why should the XFL get to keep anything? They're losing money." It's like, well, they're in year one versus year two, and they had stadium deals with every team versus stadium deals for half the league. So, 
Let's take it out of here, though. Yeah. Tug, you got you got some links for us? All right. Yeah, I got some links. They'll be linked in the description below. As always, we have patreon.com slash Football, facebook.com slash Football, x.com slash Football, instagram.com slash underscore football, btfootball.com, mailbox at btfootball.com, youtube.com slash at big dudes in the trenches, twitch.tv slash big dudes in the trenches, all one word. Guys, follow our friends over at the Fanatics Network. It'll be a good time. Follow us on Discord as well. Uh, we'll have that link in the description below. We do not have access. I'm not reading that link out. I'm sorry. I'm just it. It's brutal. I've done Wait. it before, and it was good, good for time, you. I so. go ahead. I I would. No, it's your domain. I ain't taking. Yeah. All right then. This is how we're gonna do it. <laughs> hey, why should you never trust stairs? They always uh, let you down. Because they're always up to something. Oh, my God. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that is or all the time we have on the show today. That is all the time we have on the show today. Thank you for watching and or listening. And just remember, you can't win a game if you can't win in the trenches. <laughs>